Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. Each week, I invite a guest to join the podcast to share their unconventional ministry approach. So please go back and listen to some of the episodes. Uh, there's many very unique, a wide variety of guests, uh, a wide variety of innovative ministry approaches. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss a week as well. Please leave a comment because your comments will help others that are listening to some of those episodes as well. I want to thank my sponsor, Sat7 USA. Sat7 is a Middle East and North Africa multi platform broadcast media ministry, making the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. You can learn more at sat7usa.org. That's S-A-T, the number seven, USA.org. Across the top are the main menus tabs, like Get Involved, Ways to Give, About the Ministry, Planned Giving, and under the News tab, you can read some of the amazing stories that are coming out of the Middle East and North Africa. Today, my guest is Dr. Don Hawkins, a friend of mine from many years now, several decades, a veteran conference and seminar speaker with 19 years of pastoral experience. For 13 years, Dr. Hawkins served as president of Southeastern Bible College in Birmingham. He's a former vice president and executive director of the Minrick Meyer Clinic. Dr. Hawkins has authored or co-authored over 20 books, including Never Give Up, Master Discipleship, How to Beat Burnout, and Friends Indeed. And Dr. Hawkins served at Back to the Bible as co-host and producer of the Back to the Bible radio program that was heard on over 600 radio stations worldwide. He hosted the live nationwide call-in program, Life Perspectives, for over 20 years. And Don, I remember being on that program with you several yeah. times. I was. A, it was a joy to have you on, Dennis, and uh, our partnership in radio goes back a long way. It sure uh, does. Involved with another ministry, and now it's a joy for me to partner with Sat7 as you do, and uh, to have Rex Rogers on the program frequently. Uh, Dr. Rex Rogers, the president of Sat7, and we've had you on the program as well. So you're the president and CEO of Encouragement Communications and general manager of the Worship Channel. And you host Encouragement Live on Saturday evenings, and I encourage our podcast listeners to tune in to Encouragement Live on American Family Radio on Saturday evening, the only Christian live call-in talk show in America on Saturday night. So congratulations. Thank and you're, you. also the, you're also the Chief Content Officer at Master Life Coach Training Institute. So, you know, there's so much here that you've done that uh, we're hardly going to get started in our 15-minute podcast, but uh, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Oh, it's a joy to be with you, Dennis, and I'm enjoying retirement, as you can tell. Yeah, for sure. I want to get started here with some of the questions. Uh, our topic today, of all these things we could talk about, is grand coaching. And it's interesting, this is a term you have trademarked. It seems you've taken two words, made one word out of it, trademarked it, so let's start with what exactly is grand coaching? Well, first of all, Dennis, I think it fits the concept of unconventional ministry. So it's a great fit with your podcast. Uh, we take grandparents, which I'm a grandparent, you're a grandparent. Uh, there are many of us who are grandparents. And what we want to do is take Christian or faith-based life coaching principles and equip grandparents so that they can use those principles and tools, things like empathetic listening, 
and asking cultivating questions and compassionate communication and help those grandchildren avoid some of the terrible things in a world where our world rejects society's absolute truth, where society has gender confusion and immorality and parental influence is rejected. There's so many things that we need to steer our grandchildren away from. And we believe that by training grandparents to use these coaching tools, they can have that kind of an impact on their grandchildren. And we think that's a biblical approach as well. Right. And my question is, why grandparents? Why not parents? Well, we're not trying to rule parents out, but that's a great question. For one thing, I go back to something Zig Ziglar said years ago. I had the privilege of doing some contract and editorial work with Zig and working with him on some books. And uh, he used to say that grandparents and grandchildren have one thing in common. They have a common enemy, the parents. And so sometimes uh, parents and children are so close to each other that conflicts arise. Uh, grandparents also tend to be more solidly Christian-based than parents in this world. They've not been as influenced by some of the trends in the world. And uh, there are a number of passages in Scripture to talk about telling things to your children's children. And so I believe we have a biblical mandate and a biblical opportunity. And I'm seeing this in my own life with my grandchildren, and I'm seeing this in the lives of many other people. And a lot of this through the training program, the Grand Coaching Online 16-Week Course. I'm sure that as you uh, work with grandparents and the grandkids, you're bringing a lot of parents along with you. Absolutely. And we love it when they come along and sign up for the course and get involved and, and use those principles. So another question I have is uh, you've trademarked this word grand coaching. Why coaching and not counseling? Yeah, there's a difference between coaching and counseling. And I've been involved in both. I was vice president of the Minrith Meyer Clinic, as you mentioned earlier. And my wife is a certified Christian life coach and she coaches me. Typically in counseling, you're looking more into problems that a person has going back into the back uh, of their lives. And maybe they were bullied as a past or abused or something. And, and there's a place for that. And the scripture talks about counsel. Uh, in terms of life coaching, uh, you're moving forward. I live in the state of Texas. We have stage coaches here as a part of our history. You never saw a stage coach with a reverse gear. The stagecoach is always moving forward. And in coaching, you're using the biblical principle of encouragement, coming alongside to help and helping that grandson or granddaughter move forward so that they can become the very best person that God wants them to be and fulfill the objectives that God has worked out for their lives. It's a good image there, coaching. You're helping them move forward where counseling my uh, understanding is you're trying to deal with maybe some problems and correct some issues or perceptions. So, yeah, now I see the, the difference. Another difference I see, uh, grandkids are very much into technology, whereas the grandparents probably aren't that much. So why technology? Because this is technology-based. Well, again, you're looking at the audience, the people you're trying to reach. And you just stated the, the uh, obvious here. And that is that the grandchildren are sucked into technology. Uh, that, you know, they use Facebook. They use text messages. Um, I look at my grandkids occasionally and at Thanksgiving across the table, 
some of the grandkids were texting each other rather than talking to each other. And uh, so the technology is what they live with. And so if we can utilize that, it's great. But in reality, what we're doing is using a training program for the grandparents. Now, a lot of grandparents are on Facebook. A lot of grandparents use Vimeo or videos. And a lot of grandparents listen to podcasts like yours or watch podcasts. And so they're engaged in that way. We're using that technology to train them so that whether it's in person or using technology, they can basically use these skills like listening, asking, cultivating questions, communicating, and in essence, using uh, coaching, which I've defined as a 21st century tool, helping us carry out a first century mandate of making disciples. Well, I appreciate that. Do you find grandparents are receptive to this? And uh, what what are you finding in terms of the grandparents getting their grandkids involved? Well, two things there. Number one, we've had a tremendous amount of enthusiasm uh, on the part of grandparents who said, we never thought of using this kind of technology. We never thought of this. For example, a couple of my teammates were in a church last, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before last, and literally uh, every family that attended signed up, and these were all grandparents, uh, to take the course, husbands and wives working through it together to use in grandparents, and that was in Midland, Texas. So we're beginning to see that. Uh, we've had uh, thousands of responses to radio spots that we've run, as well as to uh, uh, senior resource center articles that I've written uh, for Salem Radio Network. So we're seeing a lot of enthusiasm. I believe that it's probably too early to tell completely how the grandchildren are responding. But my own experience with my grandchildren has been that I'm seeing them respond in a very positive You know, this is the Unconventional Ministry podcast. Where is the local church? I would think the local church would already been doing and resourcing grandparents to have this type of discipleship ministry with their grandkids. But obviously you saw a need and you're filling a, a need that you saw in the local church. I was just at a convention, Dennis, a couple of weeks ago here in Dallas uh, for the Legacy Coalition. And they pointed out that in the local church, the grandparent ministry is the one ministry that is pretty well neglected. Maybe it's like it's assumed, but you have training for parents, you have training for couples, you have training for discipleship, for men, for women, uh, but very few churches have done anything in this regard. All we're trying to do, and we're certainly working through local churches, as I mentioned, we go into the local churches and work through the pastors, but we're trying to make this available online for people so that they can get this and make use of this tool to have an impact in the lives of their grandsons and granddaughters. So I encourage our podcast listeners to send this to all the pastors on the church staff and raise awareness to the need of discipleship training uh, that this program can give grandparents to help disciple their grandkids. I think that'd be a great thing if you as podcast listeners could share this news, uh, post it on your social media, on your Facebook, uh, share it and uh, get more awareness in the local church. How do you start a conversation? You know, we have some, maybe some grandparents. I know some grandparents are listening to the podcast regularly. How would you suggest a, a grandparent start this conversation with their grandkids? 
Yeah, a lot of different ways. Typically, the grandparents uh, are into advice giving. My grandparents gave me a lot of advice, much of which was really good, a lot of which I ignored until I was older and wiser. But I found that many times what we want to do is combine the active, empathetic listening with asking, cultivating questions. Tell me what's going on in school. Tell me what's the most fun thing you did this past week. Tell me what's the biggest challenge you're facing in terms of uh, your dating relationship. Or or just any questions like this, or what's on your mind these days. Uh, And a lot of times it will depend on the, uh, the grandchild or the grandchildren that you're talking to. But I found that if you can ask a question and then just listen and avoid the temptation to jump in with advice, because once you jump in with advice, you kind of shut off the spigot, as it were. But if you can ask the questions, keep asking questions. By the way, one of the biblical principles is to look in Scripture and see how many times Jesus asked questions and how many times he countered a question with another question. Asking questions is a very biblical strategy. So help our podcast listeners understand how this works. Uh, you have a resource, uh, grandcoaching.org is the website uh, for the podcast listeners. How does this work? Is it subscription? Do they download resources? Uh, do they buy, buy materials? How does this work? Yeah, it actually is a 16-week online course they can take at their own pace. They don't have to move at any certain pace. Uh, it's very uh, user-friendly. Uh, and the course does have a price on there. It's $99, and uh, we've discounted that off the $149.95 that we started with. So $99 will get them into and full access to the course. And again, they can find that at grandcoaching.org. Uh, we have a number of articles that are available on that site, a lot of free resources on that site as well. So I would encourage people to visit and take a look at it. Uh, as they say in the automobile business, go on, on the site, kick the tire, check it out, take a look at it, and see if it can't make a difference in the impact you may be having on your grandkids. I mean, think about the world we're living in and uh, the things that range from teen suicide to drugs to the rejection of absolute truth. You as a grandparent may be the key to turning your grandchild or grandson or granddaughter away from some of those modern woke trends. So when they get on the website, uh, is there a lot of reading or are there videos to watch? Uh, what are some of the materials that will help these grandparents uh, be equipped to have these conversations with their grandkids? Primarily videos. We found that grandparents enjoy watching videos, and so they're not real lengthy videos. They're fairly short. In fact, I was just online this morning looking at a couple of those videos in preparation for an article I'm writing. Uh, that's the primary tool. We do have some quizzes on there that they can take that will help them and some content, a lot of biblical content, a number of verses for them to look up. But the videos provide a lot of the content for them. So what are some stories you're hearing from grandparents who have gone through the course and what impact have uh, these grandparents seen with their grandchildren? Well, I know of one situation where grandfather has worked with his grandson providing coaching. And the grandson, over a period of time, a period of months, has gone from, uh, shall we say, being somewhat skeptical about his faith to now he's engaged in a ministry in the local church. 
having an impact there and is reaching out to other people looking for opportunities to disciple. In fact, I know this young man uh, has invited another young man to come alongside and is discipling him. This is a grandson who is responding to coaching from a grandfather. I can think of some other stories as well, but that one kind of illustrates the impact of what we're having. Yeah, it's a great illustration. And um, is this only in English? Because, you know, I grew up as a third culture kid, missionary kid in Africa. Now I work and worked in Africa 27 years. Now I've been 20 years with the Middle East broadcaster, Sat7. So I always think international in terms of my ministry worldview. Uh, So do you have this available in other languages or are you planning that down the line? We are working on that. Spanish will be the next language we have. We have someone who's already begun that process. I'd like to do Hindi. As you know, I've had a lot of contact with ministries in India and have friends over there that can do translation. So we'd like to see this into a number of languages. And I certainly wouldn't be adverse to the languages that Sat7 reaches out to, Arabic and Farsi and Pashtun and some of the other languages like that. You know, our relationship goes back decades when you were doing Life Perspectives and we were on that program. And you've done radio, I think, most of your 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 career, except for those 13 years you were president of a Bible college. And I was actually doing radio during that time, Dennis. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons is I've been told I have a faith for radio. So you stay with radio, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to apps, they're going to podcasts, and just sure. talk to us a little about the role of traditional radio, Christian radio, American family radio, in the evenings, uh, you're a big promoter of that. Uh, where is Christian radio today in the in the world we live in? I'm glad you asked me that question because uh, I have some research from some of the largest radio secular networks, and what they're saying is that Christian ra- that not just Christian radio but secular radio is still one of the favorite mediums of many people. Uh, it's a little bit of a a myth to think that only podcasts, and a podcast certainly have a place, and certainly websites and apps have a place. And we're actually working on plans right now to integrate uh, an app, and I have an app that has the worship channel on it. You're talking about internet uh, minister or international ministry. The worship channel, my internet radio station, uh, is actually on an app, and it's been heard in 198 countries. So we're combining radio with an app, and we do a podcast weekly, Encouragement for You, that people can listen to. And uh, we probably will have Dennis Weems on there as a part of one of the Life Perspectives programs that you've done, because we're using a lot of that archive material. People like Frank Menrith and Gary Smalley and John Trent and, and some of those types, Dennis Weems and others as well. So of all the technology out there, radio is still the king and uh, the biggest distribution of content. At least that's what these secular people who've done a lot of research and put a lot of money into it. And I just had a meeting with the president of Dallas Seminary a couple of weeks ago and was sharing that with him. Uh, They've uh, been on the program several times as well, and I'm looking for them uh, for an even greater presence in the days ahead. We'll give your website again so our podcast listeners can uh, get on your website and check out Grand Coaching uh, Resources, and yes. uh, hope, I trust they'll uh, uh, be involved and uh, bring this to their local churches. We'd love for you to check out the website, 
It's grandcoaching.org. The words run together, Grand Coaching, G-R-A-N-D-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G dot O-R-G. Let us know that this is something, uh, if you sign up for the course, let us know uh, how things are going with you. I'd love to hear from you. So thank you, Don, for coming on the Unconventional Ministry podcast and sharing this uh, very exciting resource for grandparents and a resource for the local church that's uh, neglected right now. So thank you for coming on and sharing this. Thank you for having me, Dennis. Always a joy to be with you. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7 as a broadcast media ministry is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you.